Monday through Friday podcast designed to bring you a little spiritual nugget of truth each day so that you can be encouraged, so that you can be helped. It's a little something to think about. Now, if you've been joining us regularly, you know that on Monday we've started a series of just going through the books of the Bible that only have one chapter. And last week we started with the Old Testament book of Obadiah, and today we're moving into the New Testament. The remaining books of the Bible that only have one chapter are all located in the minor epistles of the New Testament. And today we're taking this little letter of the Apostle Paul to a fellow by the name of Philemon, and we want to look at it together and see what God has for us. And so the word of the Lord says this, Paul a prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you. Accordingly, though I'm bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required, yet for love's sake I prefer to appeal to you. I, Paul, an old man, and now a prisoner also of Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whose father I became in my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. I am sending him back to you, sending my very heart. I would have been glad to keep him with me in order that he might serve me on behalf on your behalf in my imprisonment for the gospel, but I preferred to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but of your own accord. For this perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a bondservant, but more than a bondservant, as a beloved brother, especially to me, and how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it, to say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. At the same time, prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that through your prayers I will be graciously given to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings to you, and so do Mark and Aristarchus, Demas and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. This is the word of the Lord. And what a precious little letter this is. The situation that's being described here is that there's a wealthy man in the city of Colossae where there is a Christian church. Paul knows him, knows him personally. And this man is wealthy, but 
he was also an owner of slaves. And one of his slaves has run away, a man by the name of Onesimus. The name means useful. But in reality, he was useless to Philemon because Onesimus stole from his master and then ran away and tried to hide in the great city of Rome. But in Rome, God brought him together with the apostle Paul. Paul, who is in prison, somehow, we're not told how, Onesimus and Paul come into each other's company. And through the witness and testimony of Paul, Onesimus puts his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And now Paul is writing back to Philemon, Onesimus's master. And he's writing a letter of intercession to him and asking him to receive Onesimus back, no longer just as a bondservant or a slave, but now as a brother in Christ. It's a wonderful story. And a lot of times we will study this and people will say, well, this is a great example of how Christians treat each other. And it is, it should be. We ought to be considerate of each other. We ought to live our faith out in a very active way. But I like to think of this as more than simply a, an exercise in tact or an exercise in how to live the Christian life. What captures my attention are verses 17 and 18. And I like to think of this book of Philemon as a parable. It's a little play. It's a little example of what Jesus has done for us. If you think of Philemon as standing in the place of God the Father, the owner, the master, the one who has every right to everything, and if you think of Onesimus as standing in the place of you and me, the slaves who have rebelled against our master, stolen from him, run off into the world trying to hide from him, then we can think of Paul as the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who intercedes the one who offers redemption and payment for our misdeeds. Listen to how verses 17 and 18 come to light when we think of it that way. So if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. Did you ever think about Jesus pleading for you that way? Jesus pleads for you and me that way. He says to God the Father, if you consider me your partner, and he does, receive him, Onesimus, as you would receive me. And listen to these verses, these, these words in verse 18. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it. Dear ones, that's exactly what Jesus has said to God the Father for you and for me. This is a wonderful example of what grace does. You see, you and I have wronged our owner. We have wronged our master, God the Father. We have stolen from him. We have disrespected him. We have run off into the world trying to hide from him. But he has not left us there. Jesus, our Lord, has come and found us, has brought us to himself, and is now interceding with the Father so that you and I can once again be received into his household. Not now as merely a servant, not now as merely a slave, but now as a precious son. And that is the marvel of grace. And that is what grace has done for us. 
You know, I don't think we're ever going to be able to love God as we should until we realize the true nature of his love for us and his grace toward us. Until grace grips our heart, we'll never be able to look at God the Father with the love that we ought to look at him with. But dear ones, here is love that God loved us. We didn't love him, but he first loved us and found us and is reconciling us to himself through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is grace and that is love. And that is the joy of the Christian message. Let's pray together. Lord, we think of joy at this particular time because in this particular season of the year, we recognize that love has come down to us. And that is exactly what we have. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, the one who has paid the price for us and intercedes for us, love has come to us. Grip our hearts with the amazing nature of your love and your grace. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us next week when we'll take a look at the book of 2 John. We'll look forward to seeing you then. Have a blessed day.